0: On today's show, we've got the longest Q&A episode we've ever published, coming in at a whopping 50 minutes plus. (laughs) Why so long? Well, I asked Clay a question that really got him riled up. It has to do with his experience using the software High Level, which has exploded in popularity lately. But Clay's experience was anything but ideal. You'll see what I mean in this episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. You're listening to a Q&A episode where listeners like you from around the world write in to ask us questions about freelancing or building an agency. We've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey.
1: Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately.
0: Discovering that I'm a founder instead of a freelancer has been amazing for me.
1: If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us.
0: Just submit your question at freelance2founder.com ask and we'll do our best to answer it. And we'll be right back with today's question right after this. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro, Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. This is a special Q&A episode where we take questions from listeners just like you and do our best to answer them as quickly as we can for you, hopefully get you uh, back on the road with your freelance business. I'm Preston Lee from Milo.co, and joining me on the air as always is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDrippify.com. Hey Hey Clay.
1: How's it going, man? It's a this is a special episode because we're probably going to rant a bit, right?
0: We are going <laughs> to rant a bit, yes, sir. We're going to talk about well, I won't, I won't spoil it right up. Let's catch up a little bit first. How are things going in your world?
1: Uh, it's good, man. You know, my Georgia, my toddler is running faster than I am, so I'm having to deal with that.
0: Yeah, been there. And they don't, <laughs> they don't stop. They don't slow down. At least not yet. They don't stop. I, nope. I, mine haven't slowed down yet, so. Well, uh, let's let's talk about. I, I, I can't I can't make small talk anymore. We gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta just dive in because <laughs> okay, we were talking go. about this before we had record, <laughs> uh, and I've been looking forward to this for a few days. And this is really we we typically answer questions from uh, listeners, right? If you want to ask us a question, you you can write in at freelance 2 foundercom dot com slash ask. There's a quick form there. You just type your answer in. You've heard us answer questions from listeners. Today, Clay, I have a question for you, actually. And um, and that is, I have seen around the freelance community, the agency community, um, these communities I hang out in, I have seen, it feels like everyone talking about this product called High Level. It's like gohighlevel.com or something like that. Mhm. feels like everyone's talking about it. The search, you know, I do a lot of SEO research for our own blog the search traffic is enormous it's just like skyrocketing everyone's talking about it everyone's wondering about it right so so the other day i actually started a blog post on that uh, we were going to publish on Milo, and i signed up for high level so that i could get a feel for what it is what it looks like maybe give my recommendation like should you use this if you're building an agency this i was like this is perfect for freelance to founder because you know everyone listening is, is in this mode of like, what tools do I use to grow my business and how do I scale my business, et cetera, right? So, so I'm thinking yeah. like, this is going to be great. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to take a look at it. I'm halfway through that article and I take a break and I get on Facebook and I see Clay Mosley has posted <laughs> um, <laughs> like kind of this mini rant about high level, about you tried it and you didn't love it.
1: No, I did not love
0: it. In fact, you I mean, that's an understatement, right? It's <laughs> a very much understatement.
1: And when I say I tried it, it's not like I tried a free trial and hated it. I went all in on it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so so tell me, yeah, let's 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 go through this process. So, I want to hear before you signed up what you had heard about it, and then let's talk about your process signing up, getting started, migrating over cuz you did go all in it sounds like. I I was sort of just using yeah. it as a As a way to get a feel for it i didn't move my whole business onto it and then now have you moved away from it
1: oh i've completely moved away yeah 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 um so i first heard of it uh when was it three years ago high level is not that old no it's not i don't know exactly when it came out maybe we can do a quick google search um but i think it's only like a handful of years you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I had, I mean, I've been in this space a long time, right? And I hadn't heard of it. I'm doing a quick Google search. It looks yeah. like um, 2018, April 2018. So we're recording October 2023. So five years or so. But you know, the first yeah, couple yeah. years of a SaaS, it's like no one hears of you at all, um, right?
1: But yeah, yeah. So I, I first, I first came across it. Uh, man, if they came out in 2018, I came across it when they were super super young uh I think I came across it end of 2019 beginning of 2020 and I came across it because one of my clients was using it from because they were working with another agency who was using it and they made my client get on it mm, okay and I saw it I didn't like it then <laughs> <laughs> I, and what I did not like was the interface I hated the interface it's pretty basic. It's yeah, it's pretty basic. Which there's a difference between basic and like simple. One hundred percent. Yeah, I I thought it was ugly. I thought it was ugly, man. Now keep in mind, like everyone has their preference, right? People who I know people who use High Love who love it, who love love it altogether, um, and they also love the interface. So, but I'm just talking about for me. I I just did not like mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's when I first came across it. I did not use it. I I actually told my client to get on something else, hmm. right? Because I refused to use High Level at that point. Um, and then... Um, and, I, and I
0: feel like maybe at this point, what we should have done maybe a little bit yeah. better is, is tell people quickly what it is. So High Level is, oh, yeah. from what I've seen, basically, like, they really focus on the CRM aspect of it. Um, but it's like, it's sort of like a business management, productivity, project management. They're trying to tool, be everything. Right? Yeah, they're kind of trying to be... I mean, you know, there's tools out there that are kind of like this. You think about, like, the HubSpots, uh, Moxie, um, even, like, even like tools that started out as, like, just invoicing tools, like FreshBooks or or something like that. They've become, like, these project management. You think about, like, Monday.com or ClickUp is kind of getting into that space a little bit more, but they started more on the project management side. But it feels like, yeah, it feels like they, mm-hmm. basically, they want to be, like, this, this one place that you go to handle all the pieces of your business from marketing to administration, CRM, customers, clients, all of that stuff, all, all in one yeah. place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know what people call it. I call it like just a full automation software. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Marketing automation software, but, um, and there, there's several, there's several competitors out there sure. that do very similar things, but yeah, I, that's when I came first came across it. And then I thought nothing of it for a couple of years after that. Um, and then I feel like it like, Blew up in a, in, I guess, from their perspective in a good way, um, where is, I just saw, I just started seeing it everywhere, uh, like over the last year. And this is where I made my, my mistake. I was with keep at the time. Mm, okay. Formerly infusion soft, yep, but i yep, no, keep, yep. um, my mistake was keep was working for me hmm. And I fell for the shiny object syndrome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But, okay. So, but here's, here's what I mean though. Like where, when I said I went all in, I didn't just go like and purchase the software. I purchased the agency level, mm. which is three times more than the normal account. If I were to just get it for myself. Yeah. Um. But in addition to that, I migrated all my stuff over to it. So when you sell your stuff, I, what
0: had to be migrated? You're talking client oh, contact information,
1: everything.
0: What else? So yeah. I mean,
1: like, I have over twenty thousand emails on my list, yep. but not just that. All of my client notes from coaching clients. Oh wow! I had I had to manually scrape those. Whoa! And put them into high level. Not just that. I had to create. I had to go and fully integrate with my billing system. So I use Stripe for that. Um, I had to go and create all the products inside a high level. Oh, wow. I had to go and create all the workflow automations that I had from keep to high level. I had to go and create all the funnels and and landing and opt-in pages in high level. How, much did, how long did this take you? Uh, it probably took me an entire week working full days yeah. to do it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, probably a good... 30, 40 hours to like migrate it. But here here's the thing. Um, so an additional step to this, all of that, just migration was just by itself a beast. Um, I decided because you know this, like you're a salesperson, I'm a salesperson, I saw opportunity in this. So with high level, you have the ability to have sub accounts. Mm. So that means like you can create an account under your, under your account. So your, if like as an agency level account, you can consider it as like a master, master account. And then you have all these like sub accounts underneath the master. Um, and you can create unlimited of those on on an agency level. And so I thought in my head, I'm going to provide, uh, I'm going to resell this got it right this like is your this clients. is how high level yep this is how high level set up you can resell mm. high level you can do it a couple different ways you can resell it like kind of a sass white label it right that's what i did um i mean i told people it was high level but it had my logo on.
0: okay it. interesting
1: um so this so i charged for that this is
0: why this is why though in your your facebook post you were like this is really just an mlm mm-hmm. uh, and for people not familiar a multi-level marketing company is like Like basically, you only make money if you refer a bunch of people, and you. I mean, you've you've heard of these, like like they're the they're the um, gosh, what's the clothing one that's been so popular lately? Like uh,
1: all the Lululemon or something. No, it's not Lulu. It's uh, Lululemon. Lululemon, which went under. Yeah, they did. They did go out of
0: business. I had a friend who worked there, and but
1: the documentaries are very interesting.
0: Oh, I haven't seen them, but yeah, but there's all these MLM companies where yeah. it's like they sign under you, you get part of the revenue they pay and, and you build up your network and it's, it's a yeah, whole it's a pyramid. Thing. It's a pyramid. Yeah.
1: Now they do have, they do have an option where you can be an affiliate, which is, com- I, in my opinion is different mm, yeah, because 100%. if someone, if once someone signs up as an affiliate, yes, you get a commission of what they pay, but it's their own account. They're not underneath you. Yeah. You just get credits. Like just a referral fee, right? Um, you do have that option, but I went the option of sub account because I thought, oh, money, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to get more money if I can resell this. So, like, I was sell- like, you can sell, like, indiv- if you were to just go to go High Le- gohighlevel.com, someone could just pay $97 a month for an account, base price. We'll okay. get into that later. Um, so, I thought, hmm, I'm going to sell this for 79 a month mm. if you do it under me. So, that's what I did. In addition to that, there's a really, really, really high learning curve to high level. I said, I'm also going to charge an additional $99 for high level coaching. Mm. So that was a separate product. So I was making some money.
0: Um, Yeah. Like, did you have, you you got as far as to have clients go for this and it was a, it was a thing you were. Yes.
1: I didn't get that far. I was making a couple thousand a month.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Which is, I mean, it's a good chunk of change. I'm not, don't give me Yeah, that.
0: totally. Like how many clients did you have kind of in this system that you were building?
1: Uh, I had 15 or so. Yeah. Yeah, 15 or so. I, I only did this for like a, a month.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm sort of like, I'm sort of like foreshadowing, right? I'm trying to build up everything that you did when listeners know already from the top of the yeah. show that it all came crumbling down. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. So I forgot, I, I forgot to, uh, I skipped out. So it took me about 40 hours to migrate, but it also took me an additional probably 50 to 60 hours to master it.
0: I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Because I, I, you know, I wanted to sell the high level coaching, so I had to master it. So I put in all together triple digits in hours. Yeah. So I just, yeah. Just giving context of how much, time, money, effort, and also opportunity. Like I was making a couple thousand dollars just after a month of launching. That's a lot to like give up to just reverse back.
0: Yeah, so let's get in right? let's get into that a little bit more. So so your experience was it okay at first? I mean, it must have been good enough at first because you started signing on clients. You weren't immediately disgusted by it, right? Or did you see um, early warning signs yeah. and you kind of maybe ignored them? That one, yeah.
1: I I saw there. Well, so, okay, so I didn't ignore them. I I saw some early signs in the fact that they like the software is super buggy. Mm. I was um, noticing
0: that even just I just did a quick onboarding.
1: Yeah, it's buggy, man. It's like, but it it, it wasn't enough for me to be like, okay, I'm switching. Right. Um, it was just like little tiny quirks, you know, it, it didn't yeah. really mess things up. Totally. Well, and
0: where you knew they were fairly young, you know, we, we have a little more yeah. patience with younger, younger tech yeah. companies. It's like, oh, I'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was on, it was more on that level. Yeah. Right. Um, but in addition to that, like stacking on top, I thought the software is ugly. Right. And <laughs> in the, in the, for me personally, I, I know a lot of people are like this. I use software more often if it is pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. Like it, if it's prettier, I will use it more often. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, absolutely. Like if it's ugly. Absolutely. I'm not going to use it. I mean, this is what the assumption it's functional. Um, so, so on top of that, so buggy, it was, it was, uh, it's ugly in my opinion. Also, they have things and context. This is what I do every day. I have dealt with all types of software. I mean, like ActiveCampaign, Keep, um, ConvertKit, Mailchimp. I mean, you name it, I have, I've worked with mm. it either on a personal level or from a client level. So, given that context, High Level has some certain features in certain places. I'm like, why did they put that there? It makes zero sense why they would put this right here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, it sounds like but they just again... had a lot
0: of UX issues. Their UX yeah. design was off. Their their general UX, like where they decided to place things and organize things was off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. But again, at this point, you know, it's. It still wasn't enough for me to be like, you know, like, I'm. I forget it. I'm just going to switch away it was, you know, it's just quirky, you know, Yeah, they're a young company. I can, I can, I have a little bit more patience for it. Um, to add to the quirkiness, I just like another annoyance, but again, not enough for me to migrate back was they included some things. I, I feel like high levels trying to be everything, but they're trying to force it. Mm. So for example, you can re. If you if you are, I don't know how this. I don't know how it is on an individual account level. I had an agency level, which by the way, context. Um, high levels designed for agencies.
0: Uh, that's good to know too, as we have listeners who are still in the freelance yeah. stage, right, and are maybe considering it. Although after our conversation, you probably won't be considering high level anymore. But um, that is good to know. And wh- why do you say that? What what makes it designed for agencies? More so than for solo businesses.
1: uh, For one, they say this. Got it. Okay. I I actually talked to one of the founders at a conference. This is before the whole. (laughs) Right. My whole thing went down. Um, And he said, we built this specifically only for agencies, not the end user. And when I say end user, not the small business owner. So the issue is, I think one of the things that high levels have in quote unquote, trouble with is that they're not staying in the lane that they're, that it's designed to mm. be in. They are gladly accepting money from small business owners knowing that they designed the software for agencies.
0: Ah, uh, interesting. They're yeah. trying to, yeah, they're trying to sort of retrofit it into an audience that's willing to pay, which there's nothing wrong with that if you then adjust the product to fit the, the new audience, right? But it sounds like
1: yeah, maybe that's not working. The problem right well. is, is that The problem is that agencies they know how to work with software right Uh, this this type of software if some chiropractor or someone like like a small business owner or you know medical professional or or even even someone who doesn't deal with the software who's in our industry maybe like a web designer or something Uh you know what i mean um who, who hasn't been on the agency level which is a lot of our audience here the the learning curve is super high. It was even super high for me. I mean, it took me 50-60 hours to master this thing. Whereas I can hop into active campaign or keep or whatever and like I know I know the software pretty well after like 5 to 10 hours. Yeah. You know. Um but anyways, back to my point on they they're trying to force being everything mm. on the agency level you can you can there's a there's a feature in there where you can resell WordPress hosting.
0: Yes, that seems very niche, right?
1: Yeah, and you can resell um, Yext, Y E I I didn't know what that is. I think it's like a like
0: an SMS service.
1: No, it's it's a uh, don't, don't I don't want to quote wrong. Yext. Uh, I think it's like a uh, a listing. You know, you can get your list your uh, like the like the yellow pages. And,
0: Yes, uh, okay. you can
1: get all those like up to par. You know, it's kind of like um, Moz. Ah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yep.
1: Yeah, but you can. There's a feature inside the software that says, "Hey, you want to be be a resa a Yext reseller?"
0: Because they're they probably have accounts there, and they're basically doing what. They're, it sounds like they just really love this like MLM model. They're not only participants in other MLM models or affiliate models, but they're also. Yeah, it feels kind of all over the place. And I didn't get into it deep yeah. enough to like experience all of those tiny little things. But what really got me about it was just, um, again, I'm going to use that word simple, like, and not in a good way. Because there's simple software that's super powerful. And it's like, wow, this is going to take so much off my plate. And then there's simple software where it's like, wow, this is going to take me forever to learn, and I'm still not sure it's going to do what I actually need it to do. And and there's going to be all these features that I'm going to have to check out, but I probably don't need. And that's more how I felt when I was looking at, at high level.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's funny because I think aesthetically it looks super basic, but like quite honestly, the functionality and the learning curve and all the features it has is super complex,
0: that's so interesting, right? That 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 it would be so mm-hmm. reversed that way.
1: Yeah, and I think the reason it looks I, the reason why I think so is because a lot of it's the UX. Yeah, like yeah. for example, um, when you go and build, like they have a they have a funnel builder. Mm, okay. Well, they have three different settings, like settings areas when you're creating a funnel. At least at the time that we're recording this, there's the overall funnel settings the 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 settings for each page in the funnel and then you have the product settings well it would make a lot of sense in my opinion from a UX perspective that all of these are at least the buttons where you would find these settings would be all in the same location on the web page right um, they have the the location for the links to all three of these settings across all the way across the webpage from each Weird. other. Weird. One's all the way over to the right. One's all the way over to the left. One's towards the bottom. And it took me forever to figure that out.
0: So it sounds like there's all these little things that are starting to add up. Like the the UX is just okay for you. You don't like the look of it. There, it, it's disorganized. Mm-hmm. It's there's like weird things that feel like they shouldn't necessarily be included. It just feels very disjointed. So all of this starts adding up. And at what point what point does it kind of switch for you where you're like, "Oh man, I've 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 oh. signed on 15 clients. I've migrated all this stuff over. Like, what what was the tipping point where it was bad enough that it was like, nope, I I'm done."
1: Uh okay, so I built out my automations. Mhm exactly how i had there was two things actually two things um i built out all all of my automation workflows exactly like i had them in keep and i i quadruple checked everything right i even tested it and when multiple when you say
0: workflows is this like once a what well yeah walk me through like what a workflow would look like real quick
1: yeah so like uh here a really simple one is when someone downloads a lead magnet what happens after that got it so in an automated way they get an email drip sequence they're tagged in a certain
0: way in your they're tagged in a certain
1: way yeah um and and i'll give you a little bit more context because this is where the error happened there's a decision diamond so i have like five lead magnets on my Mm -hmm. website i have a workflow automation that checks to see what tag was applied so that that way the user knows, or sorry, that the software knows which lead magnet was downloaded. So it takes them down that path. So it tells them oh, uh, user a downloaded, uh, lead magnet a, so therefore they're going to get the email drip a, right? Um, or if they downloaded B, they're going to get email drip. Right, B. Yeah. So that, so it checks for that, whichever tag was applied. Uh, that's a very, like in the automation world, that's a very, very basic. simple automation. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. very common. Uh, yeah, it's super common. And, um, I, you know, with this being a new software, I, I, just fully, just newly migrated. I'm constantly checking my automations to make sure that did the emails get sent to the right person at the right time, you know, down the right path. I quickly realized there was one morning where 171 people got sent an email all at 7 a.m. exactly who shouldn't have gotten that email. 171 people. And what
0: had happened? They mixed up which workflow they were supposed to be in?
1: Yes. So that's what happened technically. So I thought, hmm, maybe I messed up, right? Yeah. So I went in, I checked, and I was like, I don't think I did. But let me, like, delete this module and remake it, right? So I thought... Okay, surely this fixed the problem. Um, I checked back. I made the mistake of not checking until like three days later. Turns out another 171 people at 7 a.m. for the next three days, different a, a different set of 171 people every day, got sent the same exact email <laughs> who were not supposed to be getting yeah, sent and I was yeah. like no f and way yeah and so I double checked I triple checked I got on support right so high level uh-huh. has like a support uh-huh. line where they have like people who you can get on zoom with which this is the thing I can say positive about high level is that you can get on a zoom at any time 24 uh, 7 there might be some wait but you can go and workshop
0: something this actually is a really interesting point because I so as I was getting ready for this episode I was looking up you know on trust pilot um, High level has a page, obviously, and they have um, let's see let look real quick eleven hundred over eleven hundred reviews, and they've got four point nine stars. And so I'm like sitting down, ready to have this conversation with you, where you're really disappointed in it, right? And yet the majority mm-hmm. of people super love it. And so I'm reading through some of the the reviews just on the first page, and what's really really interesting is um, everyone is raving about the support. So, like, probably what happens is after you have a support experience with them, they probably ask for a review, and then it pushes to Trustpilot. So, like, yes, their support is really good, but in my opinion, you know, a a company that doesn't need to have you talk to support is really a better company than one that you have to get with support, and then the customer service is good. So, But it's super interesting. Like, if you look on their front page of Trustpilot, um, it's like, yeah, one, two... Three, four. I mean, I'm not sure. I found one on the on the front page here that wasn't about customer support. Um, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, I have a theory about that. Um, why they have so many positive reviews? I- I'm gonna say all of this. Maybe I'm an anomaly. All right, I don't know. I just know I live in this world. <laughs> I tried uh, probably every marketing automation software out there that exists on some level, and. You know i went all in i mean i went all in yeah all in. so yeah. that's my only background to this so i could be an anomaly i'm just like mm. anyways to continue my story i got on support which was really yeah. good it's a kind of actually kind of hit and miss with the support because sometimes you get people who actually know what they're talking about some people who are just looking at a flow chart yeah or decision <laughs> yeah thing yeah. who are just like what did he say okay let me check the flow chart and look for an answer um but i went in and the first person said, well, you know, this looks right. Like it, it, it shouldn't happen anymore. And the, I, the answer I got was, well, we had a server go down the last few days and, and that may have caused some glitches. So I was like, hmm, okay, I guess I can like buy that right for now. Uh, at least I'm hoping in my mind that that's the case. Right. Um, so I said, okay, you know, well, let's just see what happens. Dude, no joke. I, the next day it happened. 7am,
0: 171 people. 7am,
1: 171 people. That
0: was the moment. I can tell by the way you're talking about it. That was the moment that you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm done.
1: Yeah. and Well, I got on support again and they told me the same thing. Well, it could have been a server issue.
0: So they don't know. And I'm like, when did they don't know? They're like grasping yeah, they for straws at an excuse, yeah, trying to appease you temporarily, but they have no idea what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. And so I asked them. I said, "Hey, when did the server go down?" And they go, "Oh, they thumbed around a little bit. They found out the quote-unquote answer." And I said, "Then, then that's not my issue yeah. because this happened outside of those dates. And It keeps happening." It keeps happening every single day. I had to go and manually shut down that particular automation to stop this. And then, um, that, yeah, that was what did it. I said, screw this. I'm done. I'm going back to what, what, what worked before. I forgot to mention that my open rates went down drastically. And,
0: okay, so I live in this space too, right? And this is so interesting because this happened to me when I switched from MailChimp to ActiveCampaign. Mm-hmm. ActiveCampaign was not my favorite. I, I I, tried to switch over for a few features that I really wanted to try out and the features themselves ended up not being that great and then the overall tool I just didn't like that much.
1: Part mm-hmm. of it is just what
0: you get used to, right? I'd been in MailChimp for 10 years. I just knew how it worked. But I also just liked their UX better. Um, And then MailChimp ended up picking up some of those features that I wanted anyway. But in the meantime, yeah, I switched to ActiveCampaign. I had the same experience as you, which was my exact same email list. We warmed it up. uh, Exact same content. Same sender, everything. And my open and click-through rates just, like, plummeted. And I reached out to them three or four times. And every time, they kind of gave me the runaround, like, you were getting from this support, which was like, well, it could be this or it could be that or just give it some time. After a year on there with no improvement, I went back to MailChimp and like the first email I sent out again, it was, it was back up to, to, and now we have even better rates than we had before. Mm -hmm. And again, I get that like, yeah, we had been warming up that list on MailChimp for eight years or something. So I get it, Mm -hmm. but, but you have to, I mean, you can't say you're an all-in-one tool if you can't actually deliver the tech that you need in order to, to get those high deliverabilities. You just can't.
1: Yeah 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 i mean my open rate went i averaged with keep before like 30 35 percent open yeah. rate um and then i went as soon as i went to high level it went to like nine dude yeah you can't i mean that, that'll and, kill your business
0: you can't be doing that
1: oh yeah and then it uh and then i as soon as i switch back to keep back up back up to 35 40 percent yeah 40% yep. now. you know and you know it's Actually, you know what the the real trigger point was? Out, out of all of this, out of all of this, none of this was the actual trigger. Even even with support telling me, "Hey, it's a server thing," I actually got on support another one last time to see if I can get somebody who knows what they're talking about. And they did a little more digging, and then they they there's a there's a place in high level where you can look at like. Uh logs, Okay. Right? Yeah, like cert, like activity logs like what's happening Like if there's any kind of export or if a user did a certain thing or whatever um, this particular person told me that there was a User and then some sort of random strings uh, string of characters, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's mm-hmm. what the i'm it's just me and my wife that are users on this account but this person told me there was another user that was literally labeled user and then a whole string of characters and said, um, yeah, it looks like that uh, you are manually sending these emails to all of these 171 people at a time for like five days. in a that row." that user was. Yeah. And they tried to tell me it was me no who was manually doing it. And I'm like, I don't know who this user is. It is not me. It's not my wife. My wife doesn't even log in to high level. I'm the only one that logs into high level. And there's zero reason why I would manually be adding these people to an automation.
0: Yeah, I see what. Which is I, why I'm here complaining. I about see it. why that's like the scary point, right? Because you've got customers, private information, their contact information. Yeah. It's like, what what are they actually doing with this information? Is it is it protected? Is it safe?
1: Yeah. And I, I came to two conclusions. It's got to be one of them. Um, One, my account got hacked Mm -hmm. for whatever. Or two, their software is just completely not working. It
0: sounds like it's just so buggy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I thought, nope, I cannot deal with this. Uh, I've got way too many. i got thousands of contacts in here who I cannot have random emails and text messages going out.
0: Um, You lose trust so fast with someone, right? Yep. They're in that nurturing Mm -hmm. phase. They just signed up for your email list or just downloaded a lead magnet, and you're in that nurturing phase. You can't be messing up like that. Um, Yep.
1: So, yeah, so I switched immediately. Immediately.
0: So how how long long from, like, when you decided you were signing up until you decided you were out?
1: It's probably, like, 45 days. Wow. Yeah, it's probably 45 days.
0: Dude, that's painful. I mean...
1: It, it only, which is, here's what's funny about this. I had to go back. I had to, unfortunately, I had to go recreate a new keep account. Um, But this just goes to show you that how complicated high level is. I went back, I had to go and create a new keep account because my old one was gone. Bummer. Which that was a mistake on my part. Like, I should have just kept it just in case, you know? Yeah. But like keep keep was costing me $600 a month. Yeah. You know, yep. so I'm like I'm not going to just keep it around, you know? Like
0: You know what? I that's actually um, one thing I loved about Mailchimp is so I went away from Mailchimp, they have like a they have a, a pause. yeah, like a pause where you basically they store all your contacts but you can't send any emails. And so you mm-hmm. can't actually use the core functionality, but but like they'll store all the email addresses 'Cause you know, it doesn't cost yeah. them that much to store a hundred thousand email addresses or something. Yeah. And um, so that was super nice because then as soon as I came back from Active Campaign it was all there. I had to I had to migrate in the ones that had signed up while I was on active campaign, you know, but mm-hmm. all the old ones were still there. All of their data was there. What they had opened before, what they liked, what what uh, workflows they had gone down, etc., cetera, et cetera. Like it was all still there. Was really nice. Mm-hmm. Not to brag,
1: because <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about no. your yeah. That's too bad. I did make I made that mistake, but you know I was thinking $600. I can't just like pay $600 a month just to, no. Like, totally. Okay, which I kind of I wish I did though. Well, bad. yeah. In hindsight,
0: weird. it's like oh, I would have yep. paid an extra $1,200 or something, but
1: wouldn't yeah. have been that big a deal. Um yeah, so anyways, I had to go recreate it, but what's funny is it only took me 2 day, 2 full days to recreate everything. Well, in keep. Part of that
0: is you know keep really well at this point, right?
1: It is. Part of it is, but but a big part <laughs> of it is it's way easier to yeah. use. Way easier. Um so anyways, I got a theory on why um, why people love high level so much, why I get so many positive reviews. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to hear it. The first one is the first one is I'm an anomaly. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't like high level. I mean, I'm because apparently right now I think I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm sure you're
0: not the only if one, you go, but I actually, if you go Google the internet, <laughs> I actually appreciate that you say that. Cause we, we could be wrong in this, right? This is literally just like one guy's be. experience. Um, but also you're, you're not just, just a random user. Like you've used tools like this in the past, a variety of tools like this in the past. You've been doing this a long time. Um,
1: well, here's how I know I'm not the only one, because when I made that post in my Facebook group, there were a ton of comments of people who were on high level and said, thank God you said this. hmm. And now I have not Now I have a reason to move away from it.
0: They needed the validation.
1: They needed the validation, you know. Well, and i i stick so, with
0: the i stick with the idea that uh, if there's that many support reviews, <laughs> like if they have uh-huh. twelve hundred reviews and they're mostly about their support, imagine how many people actually use their support. Which means they've got a lot of support tickets coming through. Which means there's a lot of errors happening and tons. Yeah.
1: I think I well I don't. I I don't think it's just the errors. I think it's the learning curve. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people hop on to the support because they just need help just to learn the day.
0: Well, you know what? When I signed up, right, they tried to, during my onboarding sequence, they tried to sell me on like a, you know, an upsell on a, we'll we'll migrate all your stuff for you and we'll show you how to use it and make sure you're all set up and ready to go. And my belief is, software for the most part like we are out of those days that's like yeah. that's like early 2000s time when like they call a corporate meeting and everyone has to sit through a boring four-hour training on how to use the new software we mm-hmm. this is 2023 software you should be able to use it intuitively if you can't yep. use it intuitively it's built wrong
1: that's because you know early 2000 that was like around the tech, the tech yeah bubble, yeah right? exactly it's like technology was just now a thing. Yeah. No, you know, it's... Like,
0: or like web, online web No, technology. we are way too far for needing to like have a whole training around a piece of software.
1: Mm-hmm. In fact, like even if you look at Keep, it used to be called Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. It, it, this company is like 20 years old. Yeah. That's when they started. It was early 2000s. And I remember if you signed up for Infusionsoft back then, you had to pay an onboarding yeah. fee for setup and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. because... And I remember this too because people bitched about it. Um, but, like, again, that was like early 2000s when when uh, web, even like software in the cloud, right? AKA the internet, um, was a new thing, right? Yep. Software before that, or even at that time, was mostly local. Yeah, you had to on your machine. install it locally yep. on your machine. So, and then on top of that, this automation all-in-one software was not new, it was a new thing. So the the market sophistication was immature, but now 20 years later, it's very mature. People know what it is, people know how to use it. There's tons of them out there. And now if you sign up for Keep, there is, I think you have that option if you just like, if you want it, but you can go and sign up for, an, for a Keep account and you can go right into using yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am all for like help documents, And, you Mm -hmm. know, if you have a question, but, but, you know, we, I did this when I worked corporate jobs. It was like we would get a new, some, some genius would decide it was a good idea for us to switch our software to something else. And then 25 of us would all have to sit in a room while they explained how to use it before they'd ever even let us log on. And I'm just like, First of all, if it's that complicated, you need to work on your how the app app works and your UX and, and your usability of it. Second of all, I'm not going to remember everything you cover in this four hour training, right? <laughs> your software needs to be usable without me having to take yeah. extensive notes and I, I don't know. So I, I yep. yeah, I'm with you. I um, there's certainly a place for some of that, but but I think more and more software needs to be intuitive, and if it's not, it's yeah. outdated.
1: Yeah. So, so there's actually five total reasons of my theory. <laughs> the longer we, the we already, longer we talk, you okay, might yeah. keep racking up more. I'm making notes. So <laughs> we've covered two, two of them. Um, that's one, we're an anomaly. Maybe we're wrong. Um, number two is the support, right? The support mm-hmm. discussion. Yep. Number three, I think we, we, yeah, we kind of mentioned it, is the learning curve, yeah. um, is so high, but like, People get on the support. I guess it's lumped into that support. Yeah. Option. All right. So the the fourth and the fifth one are the main ones, I think. Um, and this is this is what uh, also that kind of pissed me off about high level, is if you look at that software compared to all the other competitors in the market, they are about half the price. Ah. Uh, half. I'll get you. If not, if not less. So when I say half, for context, I was on the agency level of high level, which was $300 a month. That's, that's more expensive than just a basic account. The basic account is actually 90, like a hundred dollars a month. Um, I was paying 600 for the same quote unquote, same thing with keep. I was paying $600 a month because the way high level pricing works is it doesn't matter how many contacts you have. It's just a flat fee. Mm. Whereas every other software, the more contacts you have, the higher it's on a scaling pricing. That mind, is, right? I mean,
0: that is very appealing, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: super appealing. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people move over because it's like super
0: cheap. Mm-hmm. And they um, can grow how, without the fear of paying more as they grow.
1: Correct. Now, here's where it, I got really pissed off is they're not upfront about this. Um, at least I didn't see it is that I started seeing on my credit card statement a bunch of random $10 charges. Oh, wow. So I, and then I figured out they charge a certain amount per email that's being sent.
0: Got it. So yeah, because lots of cause,
1: a, yeah, email companies
0: that send emails, they'll go one of two models. It's either pay based on the volume that you send, or pay based on the number of contacts that you have.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but the way they high level does is they charge you in ten dollar increments. So they charge you a few cents per email that's that's being composed and sent out. Got it. Well, I got twenty. I got like twenty thousand emails. Yeah. Yeah. And so that adds up. So I was getting charged like, and I was sending out two, three emails a week times 20,000 people. Yeah. That adds up. That adds up a lot. And so that $300 ended up being really like uh
0: $475. So at that point you're not really saving that much money.
1: No. And then on top of this, um, because I had an email deliverability issue, like I went from thirty-five to nine percent open rate, I decided to invest in Mailgun, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is supposed to help with this. Now, Lead can uh, not like con- uh, high level used to not have their own version of Mailgun. You used to have to. Get Mailgun. So Mailgun is like just was,
0: just to let everyone know, right? Isn't it an uh, an email optimizer? Like it makes sure your your spam rating is super low. Your deliverability is as high yeah. as it can be. Yeah,
1: it goes through, it goes through like a verification process. Yeah. Like they'll verify that the email is actually real and stuff like yeah. that. Like, um, so back in the day when High Level first came out, you had to purchase Mailgun. It was required Got in order it. for you to use email. Well, since then, um, High Level came up with their own proprietary one called Lead Connector. And I tried Lee Connector at first, and I was like, "Dude, this is this blows. I'm getting nine percent." Well, they still have the option of Mailgun, so I, I said, "Okay, well, let me go purchase Mailgun, see if that's better." It did bring it up slightly better. It went from like nine to like 15 percent. But still, like half still of crap. what you were getting before, yeah. yeah. But like Mailgun was costing me $150 a month, so $475. <laughs>
0: so now you're at like 625. You're basically at yeah. what you were paying for Keep.
1: Yeah, it was more. It was slightly more than what I was paying for Keep. And then that, right, like I was done. I was like, I'm paying the same amount of money, you know? At least the difference is, is that um, with Keep, I don't have any of the headache. Yeah. You know? So anyways, that's the fourth reason. I think there are positive reviews because it's, quote unquote, inexpensive. Um, Not in reality, in my opinion. The last one is, and I think there's a real reason is it's an MLM. We already s- talked about this. Yep. It's it's, they do have the affiliate part, which is not MLM, but they have the, the MLM where if you sign up a bunch of sub accounts under you, like that's an MLM because what happens when you as the master account quits, there's one of two options. One, all these sub accounts either have they they have to be transferred to another person. Another master account. Or or they sign up for a brand new account that's under their own name and then they have to start from scratch. That's that is nuts. That's bonkers to me. I or the account goes away. I guess <laughs> I guess I could see
0: like um you know like if you're white labeling it or something you know, I could sort of see why that would work, but oh, that's crazy to me to to it's, imagine it's not that.
1: Ethical like, to me, no. Well,
0: and to imagine that ethical. my account is subject to your business staying in business and and continuing yes.
1: to use that software—that's just mm-hmm. nuts. I I mean, there's just too much at stake. There's too much at stake because what if I was a sub account? Yeah, under somebody else exactly. It's, and I don't know this, right? Like I, maybe I don't know. Most people actually don't know. They don't know that if their master account decides to not use high level, then their account either has to be going to another person or they have to start a new account or the account goes away. There's too much at stake. I have so many workflow automations and I spent so many hours and so much money and I have 20,000 contacts that I own what happens if my master account quits and doesn't tell me no way
0: yeah if that's really true if that's really how that works and there's like no way of coming back from that i just can't even imagine what that that's gonna that's totally gonna come back to bite them
1: i don't I, i i just don't want that much of my business to be dependent on someone else like that yeah for
0: me you know this is really interesting to wrap this up i think uh i think This is, we advise people against this shiny object syndrome all the time. And I've been guilty of it. You know, I'd shared my active campaign story. You've been guilty of it. We've all been guilty of it. It's very, very easy to do. But this is maybe like one of the clearest stories I've ever seen of shiny object syndrome where it's like, this just wasn't worth it. It just, If something is working, to me, to switch after I've done this wrong a couple times, in order to switch, it has to be like way at least twice as good and obvious that it's going to be it can't just be marginally better because in most cases it's like well you know if it's 10 percent better i can probably figure that out by cobbling together a couple extra pieces of code or apps or integrations or something it has to be significantly better for me to change Mm -hmm. everything risk it all you know because a lot of times you just end up coming back to what you have set up that's working when something's working, that is, I think we maybe undervalue that. When something, particularly when it comes to automation and stuff, it's if it's working, like just leave it alone, you know.
1: Yep, that's the lesson of this episode. <laughs> I mean, even if, even if you are on high level currently and you're listening and it's working,
0: and just don't keep change because we said to. If it's working, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just keep it. Yeah, we'll also <laughs> include links to uh, Clay's high-level uh, sub-account. You can
1: sign up. <laughs> <under him. laughs> hey, I, hey, I do have an affiliate link if you want to sign up. <laughs> uh, I am a Keep certified partner now. We,
0: we will not be including links to high-level <laughs> after this episode. Not that anyone would click on them. We will include, you know, I will include um, our list of top 10 CRMs for freelancers and agencies which is actually one of our most popular blog posts, and um, it does include on there. Keep. Um, I was going to include high level, but after this conversation, I don't think I will. We'll see how time plays out there. You know what? They could come back too, right? They could. They could they come could back. Could in, yeah. in five years from now. It could be like they're the market leader and and uh, indisputable. But uh, for now, yeah. For now. Thanks for cl- sharing your story, Clay, and and uh, helping the rest of us know <laughs> not to maybe maybe to think twice before we go. Jump on I'm, the shiny I'm, bandwagon of, of go yeah. high level.
1: I'm hoping... I'm. This is what I'm hoping to, to reach with this episode is the people that are currently on it and they're frustrated with it, but they're trying to hang on to it, but they hear everybody else saying, you have to use this. Here is validation. You do not you have do to not. use it if you're frustrated.
0: You know what? That goes for any software you're using. It should make your anyway, life easier. Yeah. You do not have to stick with anything just because... It's quote unquote the market leader, or quote it's, or because you saw someone else use it. Like this happened, this happened a little while ago. You know how you know Pat Flynn smart passive income for years. He made a huge bulk of his income from um, promoting Bluehost as an affiliate. Mm-hmm. And um and it turns out Bluehost is like just okay when it comes to hosting. If you if you want anything more than basic hosting, Bluehost is not really the best option. And yet <laughs> I think it's
1: less than okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: and yet people talked about it like it was the best thing because they got 200 bucks every time someone oh. signed up,
1: right? They got the best commission. Yeah, the best.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and Bluehost knows it, and they lean into that strategy. And and you know, in terms of marketing, good on them. In terms of actually cut customer satisfaction and actual product, you know, they definitely have room to improve. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, all that to say, like you don't have to go with what everyone's talking about because often what everyone's talking about, there are other motives besides just your best interests in mind. You know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. It's a good thing to think about when you're considering switching Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Been super enlightening for me today. Hopefully helpful for the listeners as well. Thank you so much, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Happy to rant. All. <laughs> it's
0: been a. This has been our longest Q and A episode to date. Uh, but I, I, I wanted this might to be rant, a full so episode. This is totally a full <laughs> episode. You're getting getting a. A lot of bang for your buck on this episode, definitely. I've been Preston with Milo.co, and we will talk to you guys next time. See ya.
1: See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Pogglomerate.
0: You can find links to my business, mybusinessmilo.com. Clay's business dripify and of course our podcasting partner the Podglomerate all in the description of this episode
1: remember to call in for your own episode at freelancedefounder.com a very special thank
0: you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible
1: to stream past episodes visit freelancedefounder.com or search freelance to founder wherever you get your podcasts and that's it for now until next time see ya we will see you guys on the next episode of freelance to founder